If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Medicine in America, hosted by Anthony Manson and Todd Harrington, shares the stories of physicians, other healthcare professionals, and industry leaders who are changing the way we deliver care. There's an episode that you should check out called Primary Care Reimagined with Subscription-Based Preventative Care Model. It's an inspiring call for a paradigm shift in primary care. All of their episodes highlight innovative ideas at the forefront of the movement to transform our healthcare system. Check out Medicine in America on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com. I'm Tara Bradner, and this is Hopeful Hints, an infertility podcast where you will receive quick, hopeful hints to guide you through infertility. Here, you will find education, inspiration, and most importantly, find peace as you walk through this journey to fulfill your family vision. Hello and welcome to Hopeful Hints. I am your host, Tara Bradner, and I am so excited for today's guest, Lindsay Fisher. She is actually one of the first people that I connected with and that we actually had treatments going at the same time for our kiddos. And so to still have you with me where we're at today, but in addition to just see each other grow and help serve this community together has been Awesome. So I'm so happy you're here today. So for those that don't know Lindsay, she is a two-time best-selling author who uses her personal experience with hard traumas to help uplift women currently in the trenches by simplifying self-care to make it sustainable. Lindsay and her husband, Joe, completed three years of infertility treatment from unmedicated IUI to IVF before conceiving their twins. Now they live at home with their three and a half year old twins, Joey and Luke, and Lindsay spends most of her work time on Instagram, helping people build their self-care toolkits. Lindsay, thanks for coming today. Thank you for having me. And thank you for your grace as my hot mess self tried to get everything together to get finally make it to this moment, right? Hey, it's not a, it's not a race here. We're just happy to have you whenever the right time landed. Yep. <laughs> That's today. It's the perfect time. Now tell me, Lindsay, we're going to start with your hopeful hints today. And I just think that these could transition outside of infertility and and they'll see why later, but would you agree with that? A a thousand percent? Yes. Awesome. So simply hit share and send this to the people who you think could benefit. I was just talking before we started today's talk about like things outside of infertility that are just getting me down today. And I am so excited to hear what you have to say, but I follow you on social media, obviously. And I implement a lot of what you do into my daily routine and it's outside of just infertility. So let's just dive in. Hopeful hint number one, focus on what you can control. I think especially in infertility, which again, most of these go outside of infertility, like you have mentioned. And the reason that I focus so heavily on these things that kind of, um, you know, go outside of just this specific community is because ultimately what I have found in my own self-care is that these are the most powerful, regardless of what I'm up against. One of the things that we haven't talked about or that wasn't in my bio is that, um, I said, I have big T trauma and that is because 
several of them because while infertility is part of my story, I'm also a survivor of domestic violence. And so those are two very big traumas to experience before you're 35 years old. And what I have found over the last 10 years of sort of recovering um, and healing from all of those things is that these tips that we're going to share today are kind of the, I don't know, they're the like backbone of my self-care routine and what I do. And so the first one is, you know, um, focus on what you can control. And especially within the infertility community, I think that's important because we lose a lot of control. We don't have control over a lot of things and, and you're surprised nonstop and they're never good surprises typically. And so it's one of those situations where you're like, I don't, you know, I know for me, I struggled a lot with feeling like I didn't have, excuse me, feeling like I didn't have a lot of control. And so when I took a step back and got myself out of that frame of mind of like everything that I actually want to make a decision on, I can't, I don't have that luxury. Um, and started looking at the little things that I could actually take control over in my life. It felt a lot more empowering than sort of sitting in this space of there's nothing that I can do about everything that sucks. Absolutely. I like to think of it. This is how I tell myself or explain it to others. If I want a degree, I'll go back to school and get a degree. If I want to buy something, you save money and buy it. Of course, that could be infertility too, but the outcome doesn't mean you're going to have a baby. It's like the one thing that is the hardest if you are a person who likes to help control things or even just have some control over what you do. And this is such a great lead into your second one. So hopeful hit number two is make one of those things daily (laughs) self-care. Yes, yes, yes. For everyone listening for any reason, daily self-care is so important. And I think while we're talking about that and this, that actually leads into three. So I'll skip what I was about to say, but it's not going to look like it's, I think when people hear me say implement daily self-care, they think, okay, but I don't have time for that. I don't have the energy for that. I don't have a, a thing that I love. I'm not going to do yoga every day. Right. And what I am talking about is a, a little bit different than that in the sense that you are just being present and doing one thing for yourself every single day that makes you feel good about showing up in this world right? So if something lights your soul on fire and you love doing it, that can be your self-care. Um, if, if you're not sure what that is and you want to explore different things, you can do all of that. But ultimately what it is, especially inside of trauma like this is sometimes it's also easy to lose your sense of value or self-worth because especially women in infertility, when we're told for a very long time that we're supposed to just naturally become moms, right? It's this next step in our life that's supposed to just organically happen. And then our body or our body fails us or something fails us, you know, maybe our spouse, it doesn't, whatever is happening that has created this infertility for you has stripped you of this womanhood. I'm doing air quotes. Yes. yes. I womanhood. Was my head is like sore from nodding. Yes. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so we lose our self-worth. We lose this piece of our identity. Like if I can't even do this one thing, but by doing this self-care, even though you have those thoughts, you are keeping yourself committed to loving yourself through these challenging moments. 
Absolutely. Now let's move into hopeful hint number three. Simplify your definition of self-care and make your practice sustainable, which this will help people, I think, digest what we just talked about. I love it. Yes. So when I say sustainable, I mean 10 to 15 minutes a day. If you can do more than that, great. If you cannot, that's all you have to do. And it needs to be an activity um, that is easy for you to be able to do. That doesn't have to be expensive. Like when I'm talking about self-care, I'm not saying go spend $80 a week to get a massage or, you know, you have to get a pedicure. It's not like that. These are activities that give you a break from kind of all of the other things that are going on in your head and give you time to sort of be mindful and aware of the fact that like, there are other things happening and the world isn't necessarily out to get you. So when I practice self-care, they look like taking a cold shower, which is really good for inflammation, right? Or um, decluttering of, of like a kitchen cabinet of some sort. These are things that are practical to your life that maybe you've been putting off because you have, you know, when I say decluttering, like for example, a kitchen cabinet, most people would think, well, I have to do my whole kitchen. Sure. But let's break that down into much more digestible pieces that you don't overwhelm yourself because the problem with doing anything more than that is if you commit to, let's say you were doing 45 minutes of self-care a day, but that's, that's a lot harder to fit in. Um, and if you get to a point where you have to skip it for a day or two days, you know, our brains like to spin these stories of, I'm a failure. I'm not doing this right. I can't even show up for myself as opposed to doing something that's a little bit smaller than that and simplified, but makes you feel accomplished and good. Like you took care of yourself every day so that the messaging isn't okay. Well, this is going to be really hard for me because I'm not great at this and I don't care about myself. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And that's like such a subconscious thing that just happens and it's hard to turn it off. Yeah. I mean, our, our brains are wired for story, right there. And most of the time, the stories that we tell ourselves are not true. And so if we can do things throughout the day to sort of disprove those stories that we can spin, um, that's how self-care has been so much more, um, sustainable for me in the sense that before I was trying all kinds of different things and I would get to the point where I was tired or, Um, you know, life would happen and I couldn't make it happen. And I would tell myself that I was failing. And it was like, I know that this is helpful, but it's not applicable. So how do I make this work? And that's really been the game changer. Can you share some examples of your past few challenges? So if you don't follow Lindsay, Uh do it, but they are different and they're unique and they're out of your comfort zone. Or some of you might be like, oh, that's self-care. Yes, it is. Share some with us. Yeah. So the first, so I just started doing these self-care challenges. They're free on my page. Um, we do accountability groups and everybody just kind of explores a different technique of self-care. All of them are typically, um, low or no, I try to do no cost. And again, I also try to stay within the 10 to 15 minute range. Um, the first month we did cold showers. So it was three to five minutes in a freezing, like as cold as possible shower for a lot of different things. It can help with anxiety. It can help with physical issues. Like, so, so we did that for 30 days and then we moved on to decluttering. So we did a different 
different piece of our house for 30 days, um, all within 15 minutes. The next one, I think we did meditation and now we're doing EFT. Um, and EFT is emotional freedom technique, but it's a really interesting thing that takes people out of their comfort zone. Cause they're like, I don't understand how this tapping on different points of my body could reduce my anxiety, but then you do it and you feel it. And you're like, this is something I can get on board it's with. So like, this good. Is something that I want to do forever. Right. Yes. And I think yeah. to put it to, in people's minds easier, think of it as like the Chinese medicine points. That's where I saw somewhere. Someone had posted, like, if you yes. think of it's it the as same like, acupuncture meridians, yes. it's mm-hmm. acupuncture meridians. That's why this works per se, but it is so good. You guys have to try it. Even if you're coming in and this challenge is done, go back and watch them, get back, you know, on some videos that Lindsay has done. They're so good. I will sit and do it at my desk. No shame here. I sit and just tap it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've done it in the car while I was driving yes. with one hand, but I mean, it's, it's something that is so easy because you always have your hands with you. Right. Absolutely. So if you're, if you're getting triggered, if you're feeling these things and you know how to use EFT, you can reduce your anxiety, your stress level, these negative emotions that we want to free ourselves from pretty quickly, you know, or at least reduce it to a manageable level. Um, and it's been, it's been so cool to watch everybody do it and see how it's been impacting so many people. And it's really been positive. Absolutely. And the cool thing about what you do too, is you'll put people into groups if they want, so they can do it alone. Mm -hmm. No pressure, don't need a group, but you can be put in a accountability group too, which is really nice to have and to have these reminders and just connection on a different level with other people that are going through your challenges. Yeah. It's, it's, it's definitely a way to, I think maybe invest a little bit more if, if you're ready to do that and you may not be, and that's perfectly fine. You can totally do these. I put all of the content out there on Instagram um, and save it there. And that way, if anybody is interested in learning about any of the techniques that we've talked about, all of the resources are on my page um, so that you can do it at your own pace too, because that's another piece of this. I refuse to make self-care something that we shame people for not doing well, right? I don't think that it's appropriate to shame people into trying to take care of themselves or to do anything. It's just, it's, it won't help anybody change. So there's no point. So my space is a shame-free, you do you, let me help you get to the next step that feels good for you. Space to do these different self-care explorations. It's been really fun. I love it too. And along those lines, your space does not feel like it's another task and thing I have to do. It's something that is enjoyable and you just naturally want to do. That's been my personal experience. So I hope others find that too and following you. So Lindsay, where can people follow you at? And I will link everything in the show notes as well. So right now I'm predominantly doing everything on Instagram just because of accessibility and making sure people know where they can find it. So I would love it if you guys would come over there. My Instagram handle is Lindsay with an A. So L-I-N-D-S-A-Y. M for Marie, my middle name. And then That's mine too. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're 80s babies. <laughs> yep, exactly. <laughs> Lindsay M. Fisher and Fisher has a C. My name is so complicated. F-I-S-C-H-E-R, but you can find me there. I really do like to connect and talk to you guys. So if you want to lurk for a little bit and see if, you know, you vibe with me, that's cool. But if you want to reach out and be like, Hey, I, I want a friend, I'll be that person for you. You just let me know. 
she she truly is that person in no matter what level you're coming to Lindsay for so whether it's these challenges infertility or your domestic violence you just are so wonderful to connect with so thank you so much Lindsay for being with us today and for all that you do for all the communities across the board thank you for having me Join us next week for hopeful hints. And in today's show notes, you can find your free guide to seven days of a positive mindset while going through infertility. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed podcasts like this, you should check out our other shows on Health Podcast Network. For example, Medicine in America, hosted by Anthony Manson, and Todd Harrington shares the stories of physicians, other healthcare professionals, and industry leaders who are changing the way we deliver care. There's an episode that you should check out called Primary Care Reimagined with Subscription-Based Preventative Care Model. It's an inspiring call for a paradigm shift in primary care. All of their episodes highlight innovative ideas at the forefront of the movement to transform our healthcare system. Check out Medicine in America on your favorite podcast platform or visit healthpodcastnetwork.com.